Greetings and salutations. It is I, Big Dan Rodan, coming at you live from the 215, your comic book connoisseur. Your Somali of sci fi and superheroes here to welcome you to another episode of the Blurred Bar, my barflies. How y'all doing? Hey, hey. Thank you. One more time. That's right. Last time. It's been a while. Now, as you can see, we are missing our ace trainer, Argent, here. Uh, He is currently recovering and getting better. Uh, But in the interim, we still going to put on a podcast for you guys. Yay, yay. Um, and so last but not least, to my right, Immediate your left, right. <laughs> it's going to be the man with a plan. Hey. And the hat. Hey. Talk to him, Jayhawk. Tis I, hailing from the land of sake, shinobi, and samurai. The boy is Godzilla personified. Ain't no other name but this to go by. It's your boy, Jayhawk. Hey. Like Doing that. his own sound effects. I like that. <laughs> been a while it has since season one <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's right coming to you with another episode mm-hmm. uh i feel like we could just jump right into it i mean you, sure. you want to pour something we can oh, do sure. that yeah because uh at the blurred bar we we drank kraken uh attacks pennsylvania that's right i don't think there's anything actually different about this taste I think they, it's just a limited. Other than the fact that they're attacking Pennsylvania, yeah, ninety four, which proof. doesn't really include Philadelphia, because I feel like anything outside of Philadelphia is just like that's Pennsylvania. That's Trump. And then, yeah. and then, Trump uh, I was gonna say Trump. I was gonna say Trumpsylvania, but oh goodness, yeah. No, nah, what about uh Pittsburgh? What about them? They're not. They're not. I said what I said. Right. I'm gonna stand by it. Right. Well, um, sure. Philadelphia is his own state. We all know it. <laughs> While we wait, um, what's been going on with you? I, you know, it's take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in in a place where every day is bedtime, and, um, and no one wants it. <laughs> it is it is literally a meme to be in this house. Just like the moment you try to do anything, mm-hmm. it's I we we have a two year old. That's what it is. Like the two year old runs the house. You're in that that era. But like she's not management, right? Like she's middle management, and she yells about it all the time. But like the one who runs the house is the the eight month old, and Rue is just like. And just to clarify, because anybody that you know watches the Blurred Bar, Mm -hmm. like I named my daughter Rue without ever watching Euphoria, so that's not where the name came from. I said, oh, like, I was surprised. Like, right. oh, you didn't? Right, like, no. Like, I, I didn't mean, know the story. Like, you didn't know the story, right? Uh, nor did we get, nor did we name her Rue from, like, the Hunger Games or Golden Girls. Mm. But, like, we were looking up, like, names that have meanings and, like, her name means, like, Herb of Grace. Mm. And we're like, cool. Sounds we nice. like that. It sounds nice. Sounds Balanced. Uh, she's currently the dichotomy of <laughs> Herb of Grace at the moment. And it's cool. Uh, because she's so graceful and not being graceful, and it's almost like a beautiful chaos. If you, if I could Aww. put it like, right? Um, but yeah, that's how I've been. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> it was a long way of telling you I'm tired, but that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, as you all know, Sterling is is recovering, so that's how Sterling's doing at the moment. Yeah, uh, but how are you? I am doing well. It's always. Always something there to remind me. Uh, you poured I, really heavy, by the way. I did, but I, I'm I'm also sipping. Okay, yeah. I was like, mm. uh, it's it's always funny to be reminded. It's like, oh wait, this is 94 proof. No, ah, okay. The cool, moment cool. it like hits your nostrils, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it's just uh, it's it's wedding planning, and if it's not wedding planning, it's probably work, and if it's not either of those, I'm probably sleep. To be honest, or you're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four things you could be doing. It's only it really is. Or, or, That's right. Doing... We should we should develop an app. Where's Josh right now? And it's only one of four things, <laughs> it, or it's blurred bar adjacent, like or it's blurred right. bar related, right? So, exactly. Uh, no, it's it's been good. Um, yep, instantly reminded me. Ninety four yeah. proof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woo. Uh, um, <laughs> I, it's yeah. It's. I, there's nothing much more to talk about. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people need to know what it is that you get into. At the same time, people probably don't really care what I'm getting into. Uh, it's just like I, you know, what I I'm getting, I'm trying to get into other animes. I have a list of animes I'm going to try to like 
blitz through. I want, and you know what's crazy? Like because you and Sterling are such anime people, mm-hmm. I want to be too because mm-hmm. I'm just like I need to play catch up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm also like I do comic books right, mostly, yeah. and that's a that's monster a of its own. And to like read six to eight comics a week, yeah, and then try to be caught up by next the following week, I'm behind. To that point, actually, um, recently I've been put on uh, to a comic book called The Antagonist. It is really good. So good. It looks really good. So good. It seems really good. So I want I want to look into like picking that up, whether through. I'm guessing I have to actually go through their comics. They have like their own little website. Yeah, because it's not like on like Barnes and Noble. No, no, right? no. no, so- no. <laughs> and I, you know what I think? This is completely off topic, but I'm like. I would love to be reading more like black created. Same. That's content. what I was going to. Yeah. I mean, one is not not just for like Black History Month, but because while it is Black History Month, it's just a reminder like there are great creatives out there yeah. doing stuff and I want to support. And I'd love to like focus that. Like that'd be our focus of our like reviews. Yeah. And like, you know. But at all, the same all time all day, every day. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're like Superhero comic books and stuff like that. The market is so cornered in like ninety six percent. It's just like you say superhero and like if you're not thinking of the big two, you're not. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> you might be talking about Image. You might be talking about Milestone, <laughs> but you're probably not. I so, mean, but I mean, even Milestone is they're under technically DC the now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know, because of that, I just I feel like I'm expected to keep up with Marvel, so I'm mm-hmm. trying. Mm-hmm. There's so many X-Men comic books. That's what's slowing me down because. That's the thing. So like with comic books and actually with uh, even with anime, I feel like because there is so much stuff, you have to find that that one thing that you really like. And then that's just like you just dive in. And the crazy part is I like most of it. Mm. But then I'll like get get through an arc or an act of like comic books that I'm just like, I just got to get back. Hopefully they're going to go back to the good stuff after this. Mm. And then you're like, oh, they're not. And you're kind of like, maybe they will. So I'm going to stay with this. To that point, I feel like with Demon Slayer. um, Oh, Demon Slayer. There are, especially this past season, there's been like a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. There are still those those little things that are just like, (laughs) well, that's that's just Zenitsu. You know, he's just going he's just going to be who he's going to be. And it is what it is. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Like, sometimes anime just goes about character development so differently, hmm. which is probably the reason why anime has the fan base that it does, because, like, once you kind of have the heart of the character mm-hmm. from, like, the first three episodes, after that, they don't really deviate, right? <laughs> sure, like, unless you're a main character. <laughs> but, like, if you're a main character, even then, like, the only thing that happens as far as your character development is your power level. Sure. Like, Goku has not stopped being Goku. He just got stronger. Sure. And so I feel like that the crux is often with like the characters like Tanjiro, like Saitama, like Goku. But to that point, I feel like you talked about this with even um, the difference with uh, comic books and then being adapted into oh, yeah. the things where it's like because people are living with these comic books, it's like Spider Man is always going to be like 30, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> We're never going to see, like, I think <laughs> it was funny uh, during No Way Home. He was like, you got your suit on? Or are you going to continue to look like a youth pastor? Mm-hmm. But it's like, we've never seen an older, like, Spider-Man who's actually just, like, he's he's been around. Right. I would love to see Spider-Man actually, like, grow up. And I feel like they could do that with Tom Holland. But I mean, Yeah, but I think they do those with, like, offshoots and, like, other yeah, universe stories. I just don't I, I want to, like, just. But the don't. Spider-Man of 616 is never going to grow up beyond that point. Like, he's always going to be suffering, like. Him and MJ will always be, like, kind of together, but not really. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll get married and then get divorced and then get married and get divorced again. Yeah. And then maybe they'll have a kid. They probably won't. I think to, especially to go with the the changing times mm-hmm. of, like, with more inclusivity and all that stuff, if that's something re- that you really want to do, uh, get get some older people in there. Like, let Spider-Man hit 45. What does a 45-year-old Spider-Man look like? You know, I mean, a forty-five-year-old Spider-Man probably yeah, but a forty-five-year-old Spider-Man probably doesn't look too much different. Honestly, you kind of have to like see Spider-Man when he's like sixty. The problem is because of like his healing factor, 
it's just sure. like we're doing this tangent thing and i'm just like it's i think it's honestly <laughs> because we miss sterling but uh <laughs> the topic of the evening uh-huh. was supposed to be we need to talk about luke cage because we don't talk about him enough <laughs> we never talk about him we, uh, right because it was our wedding day right like, yeah but <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We're talking about Luke Cage. Because Luke Cage, I feel, Mm -hmm. one, it's Black History Month, so I feel like we should be talking about black superheroes. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, you recently watched the Netflix. Yes. Luke Cage. uh, Season one and two. Yes. I'm so sorry. I watched it. Um, (laughs) And so uh, knowing, me being the comic book connoisseur, knowing just like the little divots and like Mm -hmm. little nuggets that they put into the show on top of like the character overall Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of problems but at the same time there's also like a lot of solutions that character brings to storytelling that we don't you like you don't see often utilized sure and i and so to get right into it i think there were i think it was cool to see someone who was i guess super powered who looked like me and you Mm -hmm. um who was street level. Uh, but I also understand, I recently saw a uh, interview with Black Sands mm. where uh, Charlemagne, the guy, was like, you know, almost every black superhero was street level. And that's kind of lame until you, and, and then you see like people like Icon mm. or um, Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel. Um, and it's like, whoa, like this is really cool and like this is really different. Um, and uh, ha, never mind. I don't want to be. No, a, I don't want to be a Republican. Uh, no, ask it. <laughs> ask the question. I just how how different is it? Like because unfortunately, where where we are in in history, the only way it's going to be different is that you bring like race involved and it, it like it has to be involved because they're in America. See, yes and no, right? Like I think the problem is, is that we've been told that that's like normalized mm-hmm. for black characters. Any black character, right? You could be your character could be a black president <laughs> and we still have to somehow go back to like somebody what has trauma. To call him, somebody has to call him a nigga. Right. <laughs> somebody has to Somebody. <laughs> And it, it, but it has to be in a way that's like overtly like life changing for them, so they're like, "I'll never let somebody." You know, <laughs> I don't even think it has to be that. I think it. it no, just... but it does because at the same time, right? Like you have to see them come out triumphant at the end, or a martyr. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of our storytelling often stems from history, as well. Right. Like because we had real life heroes that were either cut down before their time or mm-hmm. like you know lived long enough to see themselves become the villains like there's a lot of that in our history that doesn't say the same way doesn't apply to like white american history right like robert e lee was legit a war criminal (laughs) for anyone that's an american today Mm -hmm. he he was anti that Mm -hmm. was the least patriotic person you could think of when you think of the way the civil war was positioned Mm -hmm. but he has high schools all across this country named after him. Sure. Statues everywhere. Like, even in the north. Like, bro, <laughs> you didn't even go here. Like, <laughs> you didn't even go here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think the same can be said. Like, for black history, a lot of it just becomes very, like, telescoped and very narrow viewed of, like, they're only a hero based on how they suffered. Okay. I, that's the that's sure. kind of the see, the storytelling I see us kind of being forced to regurgitate. Well, and the interesting thing though, uh, and this is this is a bit of a another person that we should talk about, but mm-hmm. only tonight. Um, at least in with what I saw in Batwoman, mm-hmm. um, Luke Fox, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really have that traje- trajectory. Um, it also wasn't his show, but. Um, he it seemed like he was more getting going from being the man behind the chair to like being in the field and i think that was like a really cool thing of like oh he's smart but like he luke has, fox or tim fox 
Luke Fox, at least in Batwoman. Okay, so Luke Fox, like the old head. No, that's Lucius Fox. That is Lucius Fox. Luke Fox. And then you have Tim Fox or Chase Fox. That's Those uh, are, that's future state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I you know, DC <laughs> is DC. Y'all y'all be doing a lot. Uh but no, and, and Batwoman Got Luke, Fox, Luke Fox. Um Batwing. Got it. Becomes Batwing and uh just seeing him I mean, unfortunately, even though he becomes Batwing, before he becomes Batwing, he has a altercation with um not a cop. They call it a crow, which was just like a it's like allied Barton on steroids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> here's what it is. <laughs> Unlocking core memories here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> But he had a run in with one of them and gets shot. And mm. of course, it's like a white cop or a white security, security guard, guard. Uh, shoots him. Um, and like, there's no body cam footage. It's, it's, it's all very much on the nose. And I'm sure it was great for its time when it came out. And I was mm. just like, huh, okay. Um, but before that moment, his, his character growth was really interesting. And it wasn't. Uh, Rooted, rooted in, in, in race. And I thought that was really cool. But at the same time, um, you know, oh, what a privilege it is to, like, not have to think about race, you know? But, like, we don't really Whew. ever have that. So, <laughs> um, or there's always, like, that inkling in the back of your head. Anywho, back to Luke Cage. Back to Luke Cage. I want to start off by saying, one, first and foremost, the Luke Cage we have now was not the Luke Cage that... The world started with. And to that point, I know nothing about that Luke Cage. Oh, I'm going to tell you about him. But I feel like there was a lot of homage paid to him. So. At least in the first season. Yes. I mean, because it's kind of his origin, right? So you kind of have to explain some of that. Uh, Luke Cage started off known as Power Man. Power Man. Right. Because he was black. Black Power, 1972. Uh Created by four white guys. Is that really why his name was Power Man? Like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's be like, honest. Like Black Mar- Manta. <laughs> Marvel's naming convention after a while just got just started getting loose. Like they were just kind of like the mm. Sword Master, right? <laughs> you know, he has the powers of a spider. Ah, I mean, a rat kid. <laughs> a rat kid. That's an actual character, by the way. Um, but yes. Created by four white guys, Archie Goodwin, George Tesco, Roy Thomas, and John Romita Sr. Um, John Romita, you know, he's famous for a whole bunch of other characters, and, you know, that's great and everything. But I feel like with Luke Cage being the icon that he is now for, like, injustice and being bulletproof and all that, like, it's very, we have to, like, talk about the fact that four white guys came up with this character. And while they may have been, Marvel was very progressive and always kind of has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they may be, have been self-aware of the times, you know, this was also the era of black exploitation. Sure. And Hollywood, black Hollywood, very specifically, was doing things um, in a very creative way. But also, I feel like negative because, like, they were only taking s- movies and scripts that only did more negativity, like showing us in a more negative light. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like if you go back and watch some black exploitation movies from back in the day, like if you don't cringe with us now, but so, but here's the thing though. Like mm. I feel this, I feel like the same thing could be said about a lot of things back. in so like, you know, Eddie Murphy delirious, right? Like, Probably, I would probably still laugh at it, but I would also understand. I would also be like looking around and see, right? right? I'd be like looking around. (laughs) Like some of the, a lot of that stuff is like, ooh, that didn't, I don't know if that is well. Right. But, um, so, and here's, here's my point with the first season of Luke Cage, with it being very like. Now, are we talking about the show? We're talking about the Netflix show. The Netflix show. Okay. Uh, the first season was very like, uh, like it had like a 70s like beat to it. And like that was called the Harlem Renaissance, like right. Sure, so. I just felt like maybe I was too young to appreciate that. That like I remember this. This was I, cool. I guess. I mean, <laughs> me knowing who you are, I'm like you also love jazz, 
right? Sure. So like a lot of that funk and jazz, like the the jazz that came from the Harlem Renaissance inspired the funk that also like thrived and came through Harlem. So I thought maybe when you were because when you were talking to me about this, I was like, I don't understand why he's not appreciating this part more. I, like I thought the soundtrack was a great character in the show. Uh, mm, I would have to disagree. Only That's fine. Because it was very much. Was it because know. it was distracting? It was a bit more distracting, and like I, mm. I understand that they tried to make it a character, uh, but I don't know. It's just no. I'm I'm here for the story. Like, tell me the story. Don't like, mm-hmm. don't sing it to me. Mm. I, don't, I don't need that. <laughs> like, like Jadena doing Chief Don't Run. Like that literally had nothing to do with anything in that episode. But you know, I, you know, yep, which, what's yep. his name? Uh, uh, Mahershala Ali. He had to vibe out to it. Yeah, Chief Don't Run is like one of my favorite songs. I like but. that song a lot. I really do. I just don't think it needs to be. I don't think you need to give a whole minute and a half. I, I get what you. I episode. get. I understand what you're saying, but. I think just to refocus this a little bit, <laughs> before before this rant goes in places that like we can't come back from as the blurred bar. I just, um, I, I just really wish Sterling like, was here. <laughs> I just felt like there were certain things where I have to ask: Is this pandering or is this inclusion? I don't know if it was pandering as much as it was one. The showrunners were black, right? So, so it was Mike Colt. A, yeah, a love letter. To it was more of a love letter to Harlem than anything else. Sure. Okay. Um, Mike Coulter, you know, his wife was like an, is an executive at mm-hmm. Netflix, so like that's why he got casted. Hey, I would have casted someone different. Re- you know what? I was he was is Mike. I want to. I I wish I would have researched this, but Mike Coulter, the way he spoke, didn't give me Luke Cage vibes. <laughs> like, he, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. But he the way he me enunciated, more, right. and I was like, "Are you theater trained? Like, are you like?" He did not give me Luke Cage vibes at all. Like, he didn't give me, I'm from Harlem. He didn't give me, I'm from the South. Like, none of those. Yes. None of that. And I was just like. Like, you could have been somewhere in the black experience. But his black experience was different than ours. And we don't do that here at the Blurred Bar. (laughs) But I do agree. I do like Carlton Banks. And I was just like. (laughs) I do agree that he at one point went to Bel Air Academy and was just like, I think I'm going to stay here. Which is fine. It it makes sense with what's the story you're trying to tell me. No, it didn't. Because everybody else like had the A A V E, right? Like like the Ebonics and like the vibe of like the streets. He was the only one that was kinda like for him to be wearing a hoodie, it felt very much like a suit and tie. (laughs) Yes. Um and maybe Daryl Johnson wrote the lines. Who's to say? Uh he probably did. There were some lines that I thought he wrote, but I did have a question. Like, you know, since you, because you're more new, you're more new to the experience of Luke Cage than yes. I was, and I was very well versed in who the character was before the show, and even after what happened with the show. Um, so I wanted to ask, like, do you feel like if the character Luke Cage at any point in time in his existence has redefined the culture, uh, or added to the culture of blackness in comic books. I can't speak about in comic books. But I mean comic books as far as like comic book movies, comic book shows. Uh okay. Blurred them. Sure. Um I think the show for for what it's worth, I think the show did a good job of showing of of showing a street level crime and street level heroes, mm-hmm. um, like Luke Cage isn't about to like square off with the Hulk, right? He can, but he didn't. Could he? He could. The thing is, because of his unbreakable skin, a lot of that like force that he or impact that he would feel mm-hmm. often would like allow him to at least have like two or three minutes. Before getting knocked out, mm. but you know they. It, so I guess because he's of his because of his setting of where he is, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it seemed like sure you're bulletproof, 
but like not rocket proof. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but also like he didn't have like hands. This Luke Cage did not. Right. That was the problem. And that was a problem, at least for how I felt in the first season. I was just like, he's not a fighter. Like he just yeah. like walks around as a tank and just like and absorbs bullets. He just he just flails about and like but I, I know how to punch. A. I feel like <laughs> the first season was a lot of PSA about like gun violence and sure. you know, police brutality and, and but it had to be though, right? Like, it had to be a lot of it had to be, you know, the the hoodie being shredded to bullets and and I also I say it had to be but like did it have to be but it at the did, same time it but did it, because right. like if we're talking about if we're trying to keep it at least close to the comic book Luke Cage, I I imagine that's a lot of what he dealt with because yes he and was no. street level. Yes and no. Um, because w- at one point he was an anti-hero. Okay. At one point he was a straight-up villain. Um, Luke Cage has worn many hats. Um, their or- the origin, which is crazy to me, is that he was a son of a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like... Not he- a preacher? Not a preacher, but he was a <laughs> son of a cop. And so there was a lot of, like, this antithesis of, you know... I'm going to do what I want in these streets, mm-hmm. you know, while his father in the comic books, at least had to, you know, be a police officer. So, and I think that would have actually been a very interesting story. Yeah, it, it has been, it's now it doesn't matter. Cause you know, obviously his, his father like is passed in the comic books. Uh, but I think for a show, I think, especially with, I think that would have been a great dynamic. Yeah. But I also know that, the shows are not in the same universe, so sure. they they flex a little things around, like Willis Stryker being like his half brother or adopted brother, whatever that sure. was. You're like, no, that's your childhood friend. Also, um, this was the first time I didn't enjoy Mahershala Ali. Really, and I, this this actually put me on to. I mean, this was like mm. one of my first. Really, um, mm. I feel like I had seen him in something else before that. But it wasn't like stand out. I loved him as Cottonmouth, and I thought that was great. And had he, spoilers, survived. I mean, if you haven't watched Derek, like <laughs> Luke Cage now, like Sorry. you have less than a month to do so before it gets removed from Netflix. You saw the title. Like, right. You should have watched it. <laughs> so um, I thought his character should have survived much longer. Sure. I um, I don't think they should have done Black Martha. Like Black Martha should have never happened. But. Black Martha? Or what is it, Black Mary? Like uh, Cottonmouth's sister? Yes. Or, or what is it? What was her name? Niece? I don't know. It was her sister or cousin, one of those. Cousin. His yeah. cousin. Um, but no, I felt like with uh, with Mahershala Ali, I, I did not enjoy him, but I don't think he did a bad job. I think he did what the directors told him to do mm-hmm. and like kind of well, what they directed him to do. Um, and I think he showed up and did that. I just don't think I appreciated the the execution uh, that direction. Mm. I think the execution of it was probably on point with what they wanted. I just didn't appreciate the direction, and I think um, somebody more akin to uh, like Franklin Saint and mm. Snowfall, I think, or even um, in that same show, uh, Man Boy. I think that would have been more interesting, a more suave person. See, I think Marvel had a very like good intention of what they were trying to do and sure. what they were building to. And I think because of the way that it was such a mixed bag of the Netflix shows, that's when Kevin Feige was like, they're not with us. But like, <laughs> I never knew them. <laughs> right. But like before that, he was very much like, mm-hmm. you know, cool. We'll see how this goes, and if so, then they can be canon. But then they were like, mm, they, they, they not with us. Um, and the problem became a lot that after that, no one really cared about the stories that they were telling. Hmm. And I think that's the reason why the budget didn't really allow for, like, Marshala to stay on. Okay. Um, and it just... I think the first season did an injustice no pun intended but like did an injustice to like the fans of luke cage okay like the few fans that were like still like on board to see a show for it Mm -hmm. um because 
there was so much growth between the black exploitation era of mm-hmm. Luke Cage and then the Heroes for Hire and you know completely abandoning the name Power Man mm-hmm. to to be Luke Cage which which everyone thought was like his superhero name from the rip mm-hmm. but you know um yeah i don't know so to your point has so and what also really uh agitated me was that actually by the end of the second season I was very much invested, invested and ready and like, okay, and there's no, there's no I'm, way I'm, to go from there. Yeah. I'm here for this. <laughs> like I'm here to see him to your point, become the villain mm-hmm. and see, well, he doesn't think he's the villain, but like, what does that look like? How does that, uh, inner, how does that dynamic change how he's seen in the streets that he is like, you know, self-professing to protect. Um, and I guess you have to, to trudge through that to get, to that that cool moment i just wish i wish they would have planned out a better route to to get to that moment i think and you know i feel the same way about the overall character itself himself Hmm. like um there were so many ups and downs of the of luke cage as a character he's also at one point like led a a a section of the avengers like he's Hmm. led the thunderbolts like he's he's done a lot of great things in the name of like heroics and then mm-hmm. at the same time it just gets like pushed under a rug mm-hmm. or it didn't get executed well enough mm-hmm. um and if nothing else the first season of luke cage is a cautionary tale yeah of of to if if it's if it is not your cup of tea it's like uh Maybe I won't do that with this right. new black character. And you know what? I, I think I'll take that. I'll take that as a cautionary tale because a lot of it tried to do. I almost would say it did too much homage to the past of the character. Yes. Um. The like that second act in the first season of like the jive turkey talk, like <laughs> it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. <laughs> For the sense. for what they had already built in the first half of the season. Well, it it also just didn't make well. So sweet Christmas, uh, like <laughs> nobody says these things. Luke Cage says those things. Nobody and it, says these it's things. crazy and it's out. It's old. It's outdated and it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, Luke Cage always said stuff like that. But it didn't. It didn't make sense because he just put it in there. Like he got shoehorned into really weird lines. Here's why to me it did not make sense. Because they they were still in present day, mm-hmm. so like they're they're talking about like the the event, the like incident, and everything. I guess that's like New York when um mm-hmm. Loki attacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like so this is like this is like there are like iPhones and like you know what I mean. Like they're serious <laughs> XM. Like some so hearing somebody talk in in seventies lingo of like sweet Christmas and to like, this day. They're they're brought to modern times now. The comic books are. He still says "Sweet Christmas." If that, it ain't great, it's not. But great. at the same time, but like if, that's his his line. Okay, sure. If that's his tagline, that's his tagline. But I feel like a lot of other people were talking in this manner, and it did not make sense with the time setting that we were in. Time, oh no no no! Uh, who time. was that? What was what was the uh, Copperhead? Is it was that No, the secondary villain. What was his? Strikers, Diamondback. Like that character. Yeah. Just throw it out. Anyway, um the do you feel like the and this is a question I'll also answer, but do you feel like the existence of Luke Cage as a character overall, does it is it does it help or hurt the comic book, you know, the black superhero? <sighs> like if he was to never exist, do you feel like mm. we we'd be at a loss without that kind of character? I feel like that's a heavy question and it's loaded, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like unfortunately it wouldn't be a loss because let's say he's not, he's not here. We would have just been even more uh, hungry for something different, something new. And so then when we get to this point, it would have been like, I don't know, 
something would have been created. Mm-hmm. Um, something would have filled that void. But on the other hand, given that the time that he the character was actually created, it gave people something to look to. So it's like, was it the maybe it was the best foot forward for that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and like we've talked about before, it's like the best foot forward at any given time, you know, throw it down 20 years later and see if it's still like the best foot forward kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, butterflies jump in and, you know, <laughs> jump down in the comments. Right. And let us know. Um, Tell us how you feel. Right. So I, it's, it's hard to say. It's like, maybe, um, did, did like Luke Cage, shuck and jive so that Batwing could fly? Like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and I, 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 I literally lie. don't know. Right. But like, it's just like, I, but see, I don't know if Luke Cage did the shuck and jiving, but I feel like the tertiary characters around him did. And so because of that, like, sure. I would not take, but does Luke, it go hand? The issue is it seems to go hand in hand with him. Yes. It, it is. I would say he's package deal. <laughs> While he did not get us to where black superheroes are or black superheroes are now, I wouldn't say, like he's not like a key step in the stairs of like how we've gotten to the top or, you know, how we've gotten to where we are. I would say he's a kind of like a curb, you know, like a little bit, a little landing, right? A little bit <laughs> off the street, but not on it. Like, you know, I feel like with Luke Cage, there's like so much damage you'd have to undo, right? Like there's this. Like he did so much good as mm-hmm. far as the superheroes concerned, but then there was like so much negativity in the comic books mm-hmm. and so much negativity in the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking uh, Danny Rand, <laughs> it, like sure. you, you'd have to get a better Danny Rand because I feel like they're a package deal. And I want to say this as respectfully as possible. Okay, but Luke Cage does nothing without his white characters. No, hear me out. I've read all the comic books. Sure. So I'm up to date. Sure. Luke Cage is nothing without Jessica Jones and without Danny Rand. Well, I only say this because I've only watched the Netflix series. Right. It seemed like he was pretty he was good on his own or he they did a better job of yeah. making him feel like he was on his own about it because they didn't want to acknowledge those two facts. But <laughs> maybe but and I also, that's the only reason why, like, they then they gave him this weird villain arc at the end that they mm-hmm. never addressed because I think so, the white folks kept him on the good path. Sure, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, I mean, to your point of you I have said what to I said. undo <laughs> a lot of the good or a lot of the bad that happened. Mm-hmm. So the way that people were talking about the show because I didn't see it obviously the first time it actually came out, right. But the way that people were talking about this show, I thought I was not expecting to hear that, to hear what I heard with the music and like the the lingo. I thought it was going to be a, a new like adaptation. Like, I mean, like and, I said, it was homage. The showrunners really wanted to like pay tribute to the original Luke Cage. Sure. Um, but I think it's I think it's actually very easy to undo all of this stuff, you just have to create a better story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of like, I mean, this is, it's funny. We're going to go from a black guy to like a fictional white character. Um, mm-hmm. Maleficent. Okay. The way that, you know, cause she is sleeping beauty. Okay. And then, but her. then like her, her reimagining where you actually get it from her side of the, the, you know, the table, it was a very interesting new take. And I think, Luke Cage could have had the same thing happen to him, you know. I'm sorry, I, I had to go back because it was bothering me. Black Mariah was the Mariah, name. Mariah, that was her name. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I I just think um. I I wasn't impressed with the first season, um, but I did watch it so I could at least have an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second season is when things got very interesting, and I was like. Oh, I'm here to see him be a villain. Yeah. Or dance that line. Right. But see, I think that's the problem that a lot of black characters face, right? Like, 
when you there's this we we would like the dream of vigilanteism, but we really aren't allowed to participate. Like, you know, he could be a hero for hire. Cool, right? As long as he's doing good deeds and getting paid. It's kind of messed up, but he'll do it. But the moment he starts doing, you know, the moment we have power and do things in our free will, like then all of a sudden we become vigilantes. And then very next, the next step is villains. I, you don't get what about that. Miles Morales? He's a vigilant. He's also the under the Spider-Man banner. Okay. So that kind of keeps him like safe. But even then you kind of like watching him for the moment that it's like, mm, you hit no. him too hard. You hit you hit the ball too hard. Spider Man would never do that. Well, no, but that's not true though because we saw Peter Parker beat the brakes off Kingpin. Right, but that was also in an alternate universe. So, um, when we talk about the six one six, like canon, you know, the default canon, as they would say, you know, that's we, the problem. Often is that there's this scrutiny for black characters that we don't ever go too far because then you know. Not necessarily, and we we censor ourselves, but at the same time, we know if we don't censor ourselves, the moment that line gets, you know, you tell that line, then white folks gonna be like, eh, he, he can't be a hero if he did that. Well, I feel like I'm, tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> but I feel like that's that goes back to what we were saying before about like you know what's what's really different about black superheroes if not race like right like right. there's always going to be that time that moment of like ah you know not icon but maybe i don't know I, I don't know his story but like icon went too far icon's also not an actual black person like he's an android right yeah so but like still he presents <laughs> the cops don't be like ah android you almost got me like, <laughs> You right. <laughs> like, uh, you right. Um, next time. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, no, no. Don't shoot. He's an android. Right. <laughs> um, so, like, I feel like there's there's always that episode. There's always that arc of like. There's always like um, you know, that Fresh Prince episode of like, can you ever? Can you really ever be driving too slow? Like to get pulled over. You know what I mean? Like, right. It. it and is is that the yes it is the only difference but like what happens i can't even use i was gonna be like but what if like bill cosby was a superhero it's like you cannot you cannot you won't do that here so what if uncle (laughs) phil was like a superhero you know what i mean but he's still like he's an upstanding black guy like you know well-to-do black person and it's like can his story not be centered around race? And, like, can it just be... See, the problem is, right... Naomi's trying to do that, though. Right. But here's the issue, right? When we have to... Black folks or black superheroes have to play the rules of the white man, you know, the white superheroes game, which is whoever the white people deem as villains, you know, for the most part, those are safe. You can go after them. You can hit them a little hard. But the moment you start identifying villainy in different places that, you know, are unconventional, like places of powers of government, like seats of government and, you know, laws, actual laws that you start challenging, because that's often the stories we start getting as black superheroes is, no, this law is unjust. I have to fight it. Like, we have to start fighting. Like, How do you fight an unjust law? Right. Like, it's but that's often the case. Punch. Like, if you read, uh, and this is off, off character a little bit, but like. Uh, when Falcon becomes Captain America, mm-hmm. like he's like, no, this law is unjust. Mm-hmm. I got to fight a whole system, and so because of that, like Luke Cage did a lot of that. Because if not you, then who? Right, but at the same time, <laughs> you're like, I can. Do, he can do it because he's bulletproof. You can't because you're not. So you know, there's there's that, and I think that's the reason why they kind of keep. Black Panther kind of away from those stories. It's a lot of like either infighting in Wakanda or like in space. Well, yeah, I mean because well, that's a it's a different reality, right? Like he's he's not African American, right? <laughs> but it, I mean they've done like weird stories where he's like come to the U.S. and then like 
He was like, Mm-mm, I don't like that. <laughs> or he's fought the KKK, like, mm-hmm. you know, those iconic stories. But um, I feel like, and this is my last question, I guess, in regards to it, but do you think, like, do you feel like his the existence of Luke Cage does more harm than good? Of Luke Cage, the character by himself? Just like in general, right? All me all all forms of medium. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if today or tomorrow, like, you know, not today or tomorrow, <laughs> five years down the line you have a son, right? Or, you know, little black boy is like, I want a superhero to read about. And like do you give Would him, I give him Luke Cage? Do you give them Luke Cage? I mean, I probably would not only because there's like uh, I mean, there's a lot of storylines out there now, so you don't have to go back to the black exploitation, sweet Christmas jive turkey talk. Sure, but like, there's still like, there's Luke Fox. There's like, uh, there is. So you're saying because Tim, there's a lot of Tim Chase, like Chase, whoever the new black Batman is, like. Well, he's also Tim Fox. Tim, Tim Fox, Fox, but yeah. he goes by Jace Fox. Jace, that's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that guy. There's uh There's Black Panther. <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> uh There's uh <laughs> Sam Wilson. Static shock. Static you know what shock. I mean? Like, okay. So you're saying he's just like down the he's further down the list to the point where you wouldn't he's, give he's a deep dive that I don't think really have to like Really. I feel like he's a B character at most on the list. He's like a like B tier? Like A list and then like B list? Like you think he's like second string? He might be he might be B C. I'll say C. Ooh. C because he's street level. Sure, and he don't nowadays. He don't even come out do- outside like unless, like if his talking, block is getting hurt. I was like, about to say, if you're talking like celebrities, <laughs> he you think he's like a B list celebrity? Not no more. <laughs> Apparently, I'm being challenged here. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think of him as a B list celebrity. I, I so, so I, I, I would say to answer your question, then you're saying there's there's other options there before. are other options before there's not that he's like bad per se if like my child was to pick him up and be like oh that's yeah. interesting let me know when you're finished like, <laughs> cool cool <laughs> um but yeah i i don't i don't think he i don't i don't think he's hurt the the culture i think there are things that you can can learn from right learn mm-hmm. what to do and learn what not to do um but I don't think he's like hurt the culture, and I think it, anything that you know, the fact that he's actually even been created, you know, the character has even been created. I think that's like great. It's like, oh wow, that's that's at least one. Shout more. out to the four white guys who were thinking about us. Hey, um, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, <laughs> you just you just take it with a grain of salt, I guess. I didn't just hear what Grace thought. How do you feel about it? I, you want to put him on a B list celebrity, you know? But I was saying B just because of like the black superhero pantheon, right? Like he's not on the 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 four heads of a mountain type vibe, right? <laughs> but he's. I feel like you can't talk about black superheroes without talking about him, at least within the like the top ten of. Of most recognized, sure. Not most recognized, just in conversation of black superheroes. Really? Does that not go hand in hand with most recognized though? It possibly could, <laughs> but I, you know, we only got so much. And, and that's they what only I was about to they say. only like, gave us so much. Exactly. Right? So like, you, like if you if you name all the like, and I feel like you have to name both male and female, right? You have right. Storm. Right. Wakanda, uh, Wakanda, uh, Black Panther. <laughs> he needs to go. <laughs> All y'all. Um, <laughs> Storm, Black Panther, Luke Cage, Static Shock, Icon. But I feel like I've only Icon's, recently learned about he's, Icon. He's new, but I mean, you put Falcon on there. Sure. You can, You unfortunately you have to like you, know, you talk yeah. to birds, but he does. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, do you count Black Manta? No? Okay, no. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> see, and it's it all depends on who, who you're asking that question of, right? Mm-hmm. So I would have been like, you have Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, right? You have, like, yes. Vixen. You have right. uh, Blue Marvel. Mm-hmm. Blue Beetle. Know. He's Mexican. Like Young Justice? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so this is... You know how they, like... In the in the animated version, he brown, but he not. 
I never watch it. He's, so he's I just I went. I he's, was I was being Hispanic. rude. Yes. I was being rude. I looked at him. and I was like, mm. you saw melanin, and that's fair. <laughs> that's but like, hey, that, that we have right reached there. the end of this episode. <laughs> We'll probably talk about this a little bit more at length, and if you would like to watch, you can certainly take a look at our Patreon, because it'll yeah. be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a few questions for you, Barflies. Uh, how do you feel about Luke Cage? Do you feel like Blue Cage, Blue Cage, mm-hmm. Luke Cage has helped shape the culture as far as blurdom is concerned? Uh, do you feel like Luke Cage's existence has done either harm or good? And what, what tier would you put him in? <laughs> yeah, what tier would you put Luke Cage in? Because uh, I really want the fan base to start like, like we got to talk about these characters a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Because, and we didn't ask this question in the actual podcast, but like, if you find this character to be problematic, can they be redeemed? And if you know if they are problematic, answer yes. And if so, can they be redeemed? Uh, so that's a two parter. Um, yeah, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to we want this conversation to go as far as it possibly can. So that people come back to us and be like, we tripping. Because, you know, we might be. Josh sometimes feels like a Republican. So, <laughs> can't do nothing to fix that. I, I trip from time to time. I'm not, I'm not uh, he just trying. He's just trying to be better. I'm not he just trying to be better out admitting here. Admitting that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. As I always like to say, y'all have a blessed night. <laughs>